Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is The Choices We Will Face in 2020. The Choices We Will Face in 2020. The new year divides the past from the present, the old from the new. This is a new year full of all sorts of possibilities and opportunities. We have heard it said many times that our choices matter. We know this is true because all of life is shaped by the choices that we make. We make our choices, and our choices turn around to make us. Because our choices matter, the Bible speaks of them often. Near the end of his life, Moses challenged the Israelites in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 19 and 20. And he says, Today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. I call in heaven and earth to witness the choices you make. Oh, that you would choose life that you and your descendants might live. Choose to love the Lord your God and to obey him and commit yourself to him, for he is your life. Then you will live long in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Joshua, Moses' successor, certainly understood the power of choice. As he came to the end of his life, he called the leaders of Israel together for one final message. Knowing that he is only one step away from death, he reminded the people about what God had done for them. And then he exhorted them with these words found in Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 and 15. So honor the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols your ancestors worshipped when they lived beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. But if you are unwilling to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. And many years later, Elijah stood atop Mount Carmel and addressed the people of Israel in 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse 21. Elijah went before the people and said, How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. 
But if Baal is God, follow him. It's in 2020, we have 12 long months, 52 long weeks, 366 long days, and 8,784 long hours. What will we do with all of this time? We have important choices to make. And the first is, whom will we serve in 2020? Some will serve the God of money. Money will be the most important thing in their lives. Some will serve the God of material things. The more they get, the more they will want. They will purchase a lot of stuff and will be too busy to come to church because they have to work two or three jobs just to pay off the bills. Some will serve the God of pleasure. Everything has to cater to the satisfaction of their senses. They will always want to have fun. They will always want to feel good. Some will serve the God of health. They'll put health and exercise before God. to be easier for them to go to uh, the health spa than to come to church on a Sunday. My question to you this morning is, whom will you serve in 2020? One thing we need to realize is that we will always serve some God. Man was created with a desire to worship. If he doesn't serve Jehovah God, then he'll find a tree or a bird or a cow or the sun or a star or the moon. But he's going to worship something. So whom will you worship in 2020? Joshua made it clear to the people of Israel that they had to make a decision a choice between the gods of their ancestors when they were in in Egypt and Jehovah, their God. So listen to him again in Joshua chapter 24 and verse 15. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. To Joshua, there is no room for neutrality. They have to make a choice. He stood firm as a leader. Joshua said, for me and my family, we are going to serve the Lord. For it was the Lord God Almighty who brought us out of the land of Egypt, out of the land of bondage. It was the Lord God Almighty that performed miracles on our behalf in the wilderness. It was the Lord God that kept us and delivered us. Therefore, as far as me and my family are concerned, we are going to serve the Lord. I wonder how many of us can say that this morning. As for me and my family, we are going to serve the Lord in 2020. For it was the Lord God Almighty that woke me up this morning. It was the Lord God Almighty that picked me up and turned me around and set my feet on solid ground. It was the Lord God Almighty that put joy on the inside, clapping in my hands and running in my feet. 
It was the Lord God Almighty that spoke peace to my troubled soul. I don't know about you, but I'm glad this morning that I've been spared one more year of life. I'm glad to be in the service one more time. He didn't have to let me live. But since I'm here, I'm going to serve the Lord with gladness. I'm going to come before his presence with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. I'm going to work while it is day, while I have a chance. Whatever the Lord has laid on your heart to do, then be careful to do it as quickly as possible. Before this time next year, you may not be around. You may be dead and in the grave. So you need to make a choice while you still have life. But the second question that we need to look at is, will we choose to serve God when testing comes? When testing comes. The children of Israel had to face that problem. To live in the promised land would not be easy. When it was hard to serve God, would they continue to serve him? Therefore, fathers had had, had trouble with that. They had gotten to the edge of the promised land, scouted it out, and discovered that there were giants in the land, and they didn't like that at all. And so we find a, a, a story here in Numbers chapter 13, and uh, 15 through 33 um, parts, of, parts of that, where we read, After exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses, Aaron, and the people of Israel. They reported to the whole community what they had seen and showed them the fruit they had taken from the land. This was their report to Moses. We arrived in the land you sent us to see, and it is indeed a magnificent country, a land flowing with milk and honey. But the people living there are powerful, and their cities and towns are fortified and very large. But Caleb tried to encourage the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once and take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. But the other men who had explored the land with him answered, We can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. The land we explored will swallow up any who go to live there. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Enoch. We felt like grasshoppers next to them, and that's what we looked like to them. See, the people of Israel wanted to go into the promised land that had been promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But they wanted God to give it to them on a platter, so to speak. They didn't want to have to work for it and to fight for it. When they discovered that they might have to fight, they began to complain against God and, and, and accused him of misleading them. They never went into the promised land 
because of their unbelief. Their children that Joshua is addressing would have to decide. Would they stay with God when the battles come, when things were hard? Would they stay with God when it was hard to stay with him? Would they still choose him? Now many of us in 2020 will have to face that choice. The times of testing may not come to all of us, but I guarantee they will come to many of us in 2020. They come in different ways. It may be the loss of a loved one. It may be some sickness that won't go away and the pain frustrates and angers you. It may be a terrible disappointment that beats us down. The loss of a secure job, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, or a marriage. Maybe it's a failure you can't seem to get over. Maybe a son or daughter or a grandchild becomes hooked on drugs or run afoul of the law and is and will be incarcerated. Maybe a financial setback causes you to struggle just to make ends meet. These unwelcome visitors to our lives come in all sizes and shapes, but come they will, and when they do, we have to decide. Will we trust God in the midst of the trials and the tribulations that we have to uh, go through? It is sad that some people won't. Some Christians won't. When the tough time comes, many will give up on God. They will say something like, why does God allow this to happen to me? If this is the way God works then we don't need him in our life. Such a statement shows a tremendous misunderstanding of God and what he has promised us. See, God has not promised that he would magically make all of our problems disappear when we begin to trust him. But he has promised to be with us in the midst of the problems to help us to face them and to walk with us through them. Will we trust God to do that? When it gets tough, will we run from him and follow him no more? It will be our choice when the difficult times of testing comes into our lives. Will we still resolve to hold on to him and to continue worshiping him? Or will we simply disappear and um, not to be uh, in church uh, again? Over the years, I've seen so many people who were once very faithful worshipers of God who have ceased to worship because something happened in their lives and they can't explain it and they get bitter in their spirit and they decide that they would stop coming to the house of God. What a mistake that they have made. The third question that we need to confront is, 
will we choose to serve God when success comes? Will we choose to serve God when success comes? The first was, will we serve God when the testing comes? So you may think that that sounds strange, but not really. One of the great challenges to the Israelites was their triumphs in battle. Some of their greatest temptations came on the heels of some of their greatest victories. Some of their victories came quite easily, and they began to forget who gave them the victory. They began to trust in their own cleverness or their own abilities rather than in God. Eventually, this was to be their downfall. They began to feel that they didn't need God, that uh, things were going pretty well for them, and they could handle things on their, on their own. And so they just quit depending on God until they woke up one day to discover that God had become a stranger to them. For us, the same temptations will be there. When the storms come, it is easy to realize our need of God. But when the sun is shining, when we have success, it is easy to forget our need of him. When everything is going well, we can forget who is the source of things going well in our lives. Why do we need God when things are going so well? A preacher told this story of a man he knew in Texas. The man was young with a beautiful wife and daughter, a good job, a good bank account, and a member of the right social club. One day he made the statement, I don't need God. I don't need the church. Why do I need it? I have all that I need. One night on a rainy road in a car accident, his wife and daughter were killed. He still had his job. He still had his bank account and the membership in the country club. But he reached inside to find something to help him face what had happened. And he found nothing, only emptiness. Are things going well for you? Has life been good to you? Thank God for that. But never get to the place where you feel that when things are going well, it is because of your ability or your cleverness or the people that you know. So remember that the sun shines today, but the storms of life can arise very quickly. What we ought to remember is that every day of our life is a gift from God. And every day when things go well, it is because of the grace of God. You must remember that when you are, remember that who you are and what you will ever be is because of who God has been to you, what he is to you, and what he will be to you. May none of us here today ever get to the place when things are going so well that we ignore God and cease to 
worship him. When things are going well, especially, we need to give God thanks and praise for the blessings that he has poured out on us, as David did in Psalm 103, the first five verses, where David says, Praise the Lord, I tell myself. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, I tell myself, and never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He ransoms me from death and surrounds me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. Many of us here today have resolved to serve God better in 2020 than we did in 2019. But that resolve will be tested. Joshua told the children of Israel, I don't know who you are going to choose, but as for me and my family, we are going to serve the Lord. The challenge to those of us who have chosen to serve the Lord is, will we continue to serve God when the testings come and when the triumphs come? In all of these experiences, will we still hold on to God? A well-known preacher was asked to speak in a prison to the inmates. One of the prisoners introduced him, and he said, several years ago, in the same neighborhood, two boys grew up. They went to the same schools, played on the same ball team. They went to the same Sunday school and church. But one of these boys got smart and said he didn't need the church or Sunday school anymore, and he quit attending. Then he started choosing some things that were not good. The other one stayed in church and Sunday school and tried to do what was right. It has been years since that time, and I'm here to tell you that both of these boys are here in this prison tonight. The one who tried to do the right thing is the one who is going to preach to you in a few minutes. The one who thought that he was smart and chose to do the wrong thing is the one who is introducing him tonight. See, two boys, both with the freedom to choose, turned out differently because one chose to serve God and the other chose to serve self and Satan. All of us here have the freedom of choice. What will we do with our lives in 2020? Will it be a happy new year? It depends on the choice we make. In spite of what happens to any of us in 2020, it can be a very happy and blessed year if we will choose every day to serve the Lord. But it is our choice. It's in our hands. What will we do? I know by the grace of God that what my choice will be. I'm going to serve the Lord. 
It does not matter what trials and tribulations come my way. I'm going to serve the Lord. It does not matter what success I experience and what honors are heaped upon me. I'm still going to serve the Lord. It does not matter who doesn't like me or who criticizes me. I'm still going to serve the Lord. It doesn't matter the doctor tells me that I have a short time to live. I'm still going to serve the Lord. It doesn't matter whether everything I own or value in this world is taken away from me like Job. I'm still going to serve the Lord. Because over 60 years ago, I decided to follow Jesus. And there's no turning back. No turning back. So my resolution this year is to please him who is my God, to honor him who is my redeemer, to magnify him who is my savior, to glorify him who is my master. And my desire as pastor of this historic congregation is to lift up the wonderful name of Jesus, to witness the working of his mighty power in our midst, to experience the joy of his divine presence, to feel the touch of his almighty hand, and to know the leading of his Holy Spirit, and to live in the presence of his awesome glory. The only way for this to become a reality is for me to lean daily on God's everlasting arms. It's for me to learn daily of his will for my life. Is for me to trust daily in his grace, to hold daily to his unchanging hand, to rely daily on his precious promises, and to walk daily in his footsteps. Guide me, O thou great Jehovah. Pilgrim through this barren land, I am weak, but thou art mighty. Hold me with thy powerful hand. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www pbcboston.org and tune in every Saturday morning at 10:30 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.